When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Outkick 360, the Tennessee Power Hour on Fridays means it is the VolQuest Power Hour. Crew is all here from Studio G in Nashville, Tennessee. Blackbird Studio and the Blackbird Academy is where we broadcast live. Shout out to Sarah Triplett, Regan McCrossan, Becca Risley, Sleepy Danny, Lance Lee, Jacob Swanson. Look, we a cast of thousands here at Blackbird making the show happen for us. We certainly appreciate them. They do great work as does VolQuest.com and Austin Price and Brent Hubs. Hubs is out of town on a little vacation, and we get Austin. We get AP. All by his lonesome today. Austin, hope you're doing well, man. How it all originated. Um, you know, did you say Sleepy Danny? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we got a guy who we pretty got, much sleeps through the show yeah, he, but gets paid for he it. He naps during our show, <laughs> which means he's very good at his job because he keeps his job even though he sleeps on the clock. Or, or we have management that doesn't mind people sleeping on the job. He's just conserving energy for later. That's right. <laughs> That's right. He's getting ready for his weekend. Yeah. He's conserving energy That's right. by napping. It, the, the week is the build-up to the weekend for Sleepy Danny. Uh, big weekend for you. Hopefully you're well-rested um, because you've got, what, the night at Neyland coming up tonight. What is this all about? Well, it, it's camp, uh, a night camp at Neyland Stadium. You know, camp, you know, on Tuesday, uh, the morning and afternoon session, we're both over at the Haslam practice field. Um, this, more specifically, will be at Neyland Stadium. Um, a lot of in-state kids, a lot of 23s and 24s, which means, you know, soon-to-be high school sophomores or soon-to-be high school juniors. Um, there's going to be a couple of 22s there. Isaiah Horton's going to be in town today. He's not going to camp. He's just going to come and hang out and kind of continue to build a bond with the coaches. Uh, commitment Elijah Herring will be in town. Tennessee with two official visitors this weekend, Demario Tolan and then Jalen Glover. So uh, it, it is a busy weekend on the recruiting front, which is a nice change of pace because it's been so stagnant the last year with no kids on campus and, and everything via Zoom or virtual visit. Um, it's nice to see kids uh, mingling about, and it's nice to see uh, you know kids able to come on campus without a mask. Austin, is Isaiah Horton the most important player in this camp this weekend? I know he's not in the camp, you said, but to be on campus because – just how important Murfreesboro or Rutherford County is uh, to a lot of SEC programs, but especially Tennessee, with the commitment they already have from the county, a younger brother of that commitment coming in, and Isaiah Horton, is that the real focal point of this weekend for the staff? You know, I, I think that it's a, a, he's probably the, the highest-rated prospect. Um, and, and so thus, for the 22 class, yeah, probably is. Um, you know, uh, as far as, you know, kids that are coming in for the camp or the day, I don't count the two official visitors. They're here. They're going to get special treatment because they're on an official visit. Um, but specifically for the kids that are coming in for the camp for the night at Neyland, yes, Isaiah Horton uh, would be, uh, you know, the most important in my mind um, for this 22 class anyway. And, uh, you know, Isaiah Horton, again, really good talent. Um, Got to get healthy, not been healthy. Uh, lately but he, he's a really good talent um, that's a Tennessee Florida battle in my opinion that likely will drag on uh, well into uh, November December 
So Austin, Caden Salter, Aaron Willis, back with the team now officially. Let's talk about Caden Salter. Um, clearly behind the eight ball in terms of being in any realistic quarterback competition because he's an incoming freshman that wasn't there all spring. What has he done in workouts? What has he done to get to know his teammates? Do you see him becoming a factor at any point this season to actually get some in-game snaps at quarterback? Well, I don't think anybody knows, and I think anybody that, that says otherwise is is fooling themselves because he's not been on the practice field, Chad. You don't know what he can do. The coaches don't know what he can do. He really put himself, as you said, behind the eight ball when he uh, you know, was suspended for spring, and so now he'll get a second lease on life here, and we'll see what he can do with it. Um, obviously, Joe Milton, more experience. Brian Maurer, more experience. Harrison Bailey, more experience. And Hendon Hooker, more experience. Um, that normally plays its way into uh, competitions like this because you've been kind of in the fire, so to speak. So, you know, can he get on the field this fall? I, I, I'm not going to say no, but I, he's going to really have to show well uh, to be a factor in this quarterback battle because Harrison Bailey's not going away. And I know this staff, uh, you know, likes what they got out of Hendon Hooker in the spring and feel like Joe Milton can, uh, can really give me a shot in the arm as well. You guys wrote something about Salter uh, having taken advantage of the weight room at least, uh, yeah. maybe since January. Bigger. How much can him being bigger maybe uh, af affect his game at least? Oh, I think it definitely can give him a stronger arm. It, it makes things uh, a lot easier to uh, withstand the hits, Paul, uh, in, in this league. You know, the hits hurt just a little bit more than they do in other leagues. I know the other leagues will say, no, that's not true. But yes, yes, it's true. It just it's facts. Um, you know, not every league, but a lot of leagues. And so, you know, putting on the weight uh, will allow him to be more durable and more sturdy uh, in the pocket. And uh, you know, having seen him earlier this week uh, over on campus, he is significantly bigger than when I saw him as a prospect over a year ago. Now, is it you know we're talking thirty or forty pounds? No, but we're talking fifteen or twenty, which when you were you know right around two hundred pounds makes a big difference, um, you know. So I, I think that his work in the weight room, even though he's been suspended, his work, side, work in the weight room outside of the complex, which is most impressive in my opinion, because he's been self-motivated when he's not been able to be around his teammates, is a good thing. Austin Price, VolQuest.com with us. Austin, going back to the recruiting weekend and, and having prospects on campus, uh, and not just from a Tennessee perspective, but just across the country, uh, and covering recruiting the way you do, are you expecting more emotional decisions this weekend with recruits able to get back on campus and make official visits and go to these camps and be around coaches face-to-face? -face? Or do you think it'll be sort of like it's always been when these things open up with the verbal commitments and the slew of information that comes out of this? Well, I think what you're going to see is is there's going to be some uh, maybe emotional decisions throughout over, over the course of the month. I think if you've waited this long, you're not going to take one visit and then there and decide. I think what you'll see is is a lot of commitments towards the latter part of the month, which means we're going to take a couple of visuals, two, three, maybe even four, uh, if you can get them in. And then who knows? Some of these kids are going to do all five in a month and squeeze basically three into a uh, in a into a very short window. Um, you know. I think you'll see a lot of these decisions though come late June, early July, because a lot of these kids are going to take these visits over the next two, three, four weeks and then decide after that. And I think that's where you'll kind of see the emotional decisions kick in because a lot of these kids 
are going to try to reserve their spot because a lot of these schools are saying, hey, you better get in. You got to get in. We're going to be full. You got to get in. And kids don't want to lose their spot, they, especially if it's a school they really, really like. Uh, they're going to be more apt to pull the trigger. And so we'll, we'll be interested to see how all this goes. It's kind of like I've been talking about with Dallin Hayden, um, Jonathan. You know, if yeah. Tennessee can survive the month of June, I think if they can get to July 4th and he's not committed, they uh, they may have a, a much better shot in the fall. Question is, is you know, can they survive? I mean, the kid's been leaning Ohio State for a while. You know, I mean, obviously Notre Dame has is, is, is done a nice job of recruiting him. I still think this is Ohio State, if you had to ask me today. Um, but at the same time, can he, can he you know, can he – push them off. I don't know if he can because Ohio State's coming hard after him and they're saying, hey, we need a decision sooner rather than later. Austin Price of VolQuest.com is our guest. Obviously, Austin, when Tennessee brought over Rodney Garner from Auburn, it was a big get, especially from a recruiting standpoint because he's long had the reputation as one of the best recruiters in the South. Are you starting to see some of that pay off with Tennessee and recruiting? Not necessarily pay off, but maybe some traction happening with Rodney Garner, his recruiting ability, his ties to certain programs in the South, is Tennessee starting to see some of the benefit of that? Well, you're sure. I mean, you know, and that's naturally going to happen. Um, you know, he's got, you know, deep ties to the state of Georgia. Um, he's in on a couple of different defensive linemen in that state. Um, today, they've got Justin Benson coming in, defensive lineman who's a 2023 from IMG Academy. Um, Coach Garner's done a nice job there, kind of building an early relationship. Uh, and then in the state of Tennessee, he's quietly kind of went about his business and, and has them in play, uh, at least more so than they were a month ago, with Walter Nolan, who's the number one player in the state of Tennessee, top five player nationally by most services. And, uh, you know, where's Walter going to play his senior year at, to me, is the question. Marlon Walls, the former Tennessee uh, defensive lineman who was his head coach at St. Benedict, he's no longer uh, at St. Benedict. Um, he, he just decided due to uh, family obligations to, you know, move away and, and, and you know, kind of you know, get a fresh start elsewhere. You know, where does where does Walter play his senior year at? Because I don't think it's going to be at St. Benedict. So I'm interested. Does he stay in Memphis? Does he go back to Mississippi? Or does he go somewhere else? You know, and and play his senior year. Either way, Tennessee is more of a factor now than they were a month ago. And that's a lot. Of, a lot of that's credit to Rodney Garner, who's just done a nice job of kind of building a relationship with both Walter and Walter's family. Is there a name that we are sleeping on in the quarterback race in Knoxville? That's what I'm going to ask Austin Price when we come back. More coming with the VolQuest Power Hour on OutKick 360. (laughs) (laughs) It's the VolQuest Power Hour, Austin Price. You can follow him on Twitter, at Austin Priceless. We've got to share that. Joins us from Knoxville. We're going to take it it live on air. So, we have some funny conversations during the breaks. This is that was of, one of the funniest questions coming back into the actual segment from Austin so Price. We were asking about me. the price. It's by the way, it's nine ninety five to yep. be a member of VolQuest. It's well worth it. Yes. And we were talking about uh, the routes we use to get into the website when I have an account at VolQuest. So he was asking me if I have an account. And I said, I, I don't, but I have a way of reading. We don't advise people doing this, by the way, but we sort of have a show account now, and that account is mine <laughs> that we use. And I said, right, I use yeah, Withrow's account. And, so, and right before we come back, he said, we gave Withrow an account? Yeah, it was, it was a great question. Like, why on earth would we Stop ever do that? So are you going to cancel um, that account? Funny story, though, about this. Before before I get to my quarterback question, because Austin will appreciate this, especially with Brent Hubbs not here. Hmm. 
I got this account in 2004 when I started working at my previous radio station spot. And Brent Hubbs was a, a twice-a-week guest of the show I was working on uh, with George Plaster at the time. George Plaster later fired Brent Hubbs from this show wow. because he did not give George a heads up that it was going to be Eric Ainge and Brent Schaefer as co-starters for the first game. And apparently he was supposed to give a heads up <laughs> when big news was going to break. And George was mad about it. So I got this account right in before then, and that account has stayed active, Austin, ever since then. So I appreciate you guys. Austin. Because you are the source for Vol Info. And thank you for uh, giving me that account now 17 years ago, right before Brent Hobbs was fired as a contributor. Isn't Chad due some bonus it, for his longevity as a member? He is. We'll... Uh... We'll give him a uh, autographed coffee mug from Rob Lewis coming up <laughs> next week at the Outkick 360 Masters. Uh, I will say this: is that is that the equivalent of when we got the email from the guy at the previous station you guys used to work for, and he he told Hubs and I we were no longer going to be needed after you guys had left, and and we were going to be going with you anyway. I mean, yeah, is we, that really we, getting we, fired? Because I mean, oh, we kind of yeah. just said, see ya. Yeah, we, we can't answer because it may be disparagement. So yeah. um, <laughs> you can answer that. You can answer I can that. Answer that. Uh, you can call a lawyer. I wasn't anyway. That's right. Yeah. And, uh, we I hope also, you told them that. It's also similar to telling another writer that we had on the show from a different website that their, I told them their services were no longer needed because we were going to your website. And that writer told me, and I quote, you're going to pay because I run this town. <laughs> I run Knoxville and I run this beat. And I run this town. And here we are so many years later, and we're, we're still with VolQuest and Austin and, uh, and Brent Hobbs. There were also, oh, you know, some other conversations like, oh, we haven't paid you in six months? Hey, <laughs> yeah, I would like to just throw it open because the general's quarters this time, this time of year, Austin, as you know, they need uh, another thread. Your thoughts, general, general's quarters. Uh, feel free to chime in as uh, Austin posts this uh, video as you, as you watch the previous five minutes here. Uh, Quarterback discussion and who we're sleeping on, Chad. I'm curious to find out the name that you think we're sleeping on. The uh, the, the general's quarters topic, by the way, is what Vols beat writer is Withrow talking about <laughs> that claims that he quote runs this town, runs the town of Knoxville. Okay, now th that's going to be the that's yeah. going to be the thread that's going to start a general's yeah. quarter and go. All right, so <laughs> Vols quarterback uh, Harrison Bailey. Are we sleeping on the possibility of Harrison Bailey as the starter? for this team in game one, Austin? Or, or what do you think about the expectation of Harrison Bailey, who I know you guys wrote last week has really stepped it up in the leadership department? Well, if you're going to ask me to, you know, kind of handicap how I think this quarterback derby is going to play itself out, I want to put Salter on the back burner because he missed spring. And I just think that'll be too much to overcome. Um, with that said, I would go – Joe Milton and Harrison Bailey, 1A, 1B. I, I think they're even. Maybe Harrison just a fraction ahead because he has been here. Um, and then after that, I think there's a trickle down from Hendon Hooker to Brian Maurer. Um, it, that's just how I, I think. I, if you're asking me to you know, handicap it, I think either Milton or Harrison Bailey will end up being Tennessee's starter when Tennessee opens the season on Thursday night, uh, September 2nd. That's how I see it as of now, as we said here on, what is it, June 4th? Indeed it is, already June the 4th. Um, any, any big takeaway from the announcement yesterday about name Im image likeness and, and the video clip and things from the University of Tennessee? 
when you watch. Well, I, more than anything, it's just about presentation. You know, yeah. I mean, Tennessee had a nice presentation on social media. They had a nice presentation on their website uh, to incorporate the Haslam School of Business. I thought was a, a very nice move and very nice touch. Um, so I think more than anything, it's being out there on the forefront. You saw Ross Dellinger. You saw different people uh, from across the country talk about what Tennessee was was doing yesterday. And I think that goes a long way. Some of these schools have already unveiled their plans. They've done it privately with kids in Zooms and that type of thing over the last month or two. Tennessee really one of the first schools to go out there and do it publicly with a presentation the way they did it yesterday. So I thought the presentation, and that's half the battle in my opinion, is how you present something, um, was, was a very, very good move. Austin, what can you tell us about this uh, Altius group that they're partnering with in, in Knoxville and how many other programs they're working yeah, with? Yeah, they seem that name has been come up with yeah. a lot of these. Yeah, and that's going to be, you know, the kind of the popular pick is, you know, uh, that group has, has done a nice job, um, you know, much like they, they, they've been done a nice job with their presentation to schools and schools have really seen the benefit uh, of using Altius. You know, that's something Tennessee's been working towards for a while now. Um, but so have a lot of schools. So you're going to see that name get brought up with nearly every school, especially the major players in college athletics uh, with the name image likeness uh, stuff, you know, going forward. Austin, let's get into a philosophical discussion here. There is this idea that Tennessee has to do whatever it takes to keep Tony Vitella, whatever it takes, pay the man what he wants, build the stadium he wants, invest what he wants, do everything that it takes to keep Tony Vitello. And I think that's very easy to say when you are a fan. And he is clearly great and maybe one of the five to ten best coaches in college baseball right now based on the quick turnaround in Knoxville. But when you hear that, do whatever it takes, do you abide by that philosophy when it comes to a sport that doesn't generate a profit for your university? And do you think that Tennessee shares the fans' commitment in terms of what they're willing to do to keep Tony Vitello and keep him happy? Yes, I do. I think the people like Randy Boyd, I think there's major donors involved. So, yes, I think Tennessee absolutely embraces doing what it takes. I think it's easy to do what it takes because you know you're going to have to improve the stadium whether Tony Vitello is here or not. If Tony Vitello is not here, the next guy is going to come in and go, I can't work with this. We're going to have a better stadium. That's going to get done regardless. So the bump and pay for the salary for his assistants, the bump and pay for the salary for Tony Vitello, that's so minute because you're not talking about going from $2 million for a football coach to $8 million for a football coach. You're talking about going from you know half a million to a million and a half or whatever. I mean, it's just it, the, the amount of money is not that great. I get that baseball uh, really you know doesn't bring in revenue, but at the same time, if you get it to where it's competitive year in, year out, and you're packing out a brand new stadium, you you can you can offset all that, and you can and you can start to make money in baseball, in my opinion. So I think a lot of it just depends on just how good Tennessee can continue to be in baseball with Tony Vitello at the helm. But uh, yes, this this administration, um, you know, led by the president Randy Boyd uh, and then several key donors, are very much committed to making sure Tony Vitello stays here in Knoxville. Yeah, and Austin, maybe I'm reading the tea leaves a little bit too much on this story, but Tony Vitello is is talking about a few donors have stepped up big financially and he, that he has close relationships with donors. You're getting news leaking out now from Danny White and from Randy Boyd about things they want to do with, uh, with the stadium. You've got the note in the general's quarters about, I'm going to go ahead and say it's probably the pilot porch 
that it's going to be called. There's corporate sponsorship at the stadium and with, with a luxury section at, at the ballpark. Um, it seems like he's not leaving when I read all of this. This doesn't sound like a guy who's even considering going somewhere else because he already has the assurances that he needed that he's going to be taken care of financially and that the investment is going to be made. Are you of that same thinking, or am I reading too much into a lot of these things? I am under that same thinking because I think Tennessee has been very active, uh, you know, in making sure they've had some talks, not to overshadow the season because right now they want to focus everything on the season, but they've had enough preliminary talks, um, you know, that make me think that Tennessee has, has been active in, in making sure Tony Vitello knows, hey, we're going to get done what we need to get done here. And, you know, we're going to, you know, do what it takes to – um, keep you here in Knoxville. We're going to make the improvements to the stadium. We're going to get more money for your staff. Um, you know, because I mean, let's face it. I mean, you know, Coach Anderson is one of the best pitching coaches in, in college baseball. They want to keep him around. They want to keep a lot of these, uh, you know, um, things that are positive around this baseball program intact. And so, you know, I, I think that they've been very committed to, to making sure that gets done. And uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that Tony Vitello again. If the ball gets dropped between now and the end of the season, that's different. But, you know, as long as Tennessee continues to do what they've, uh, you know, led many to believe, then I think Tony Vitello will be Tennessee's baseball coach going forward. What's the what's the feeling about the draw they got for the, for the regional in Knoxville? Rough. I mean, it's rough. I mean, you know, I, I think Tennessee's biggest, uh, you know, competition, I won't say competition overall, but their biggest threat to potentially not making it out of the first weekend is tonight because I think if you win that one, I think that everything settles down. So, you know, putting Chad Dallas out there tonight, which is, you know, you know, likely going to be the game one starter, um, goes a long way to, you know, kind of quieting the bats for Wright State, which have been very active all year long. Um, and then game two, I don't think will be nearly as hard because I think the mental hurdle, uh, you know, of playing in this regional um, that, that everybody's talked about all week being so difficult will be behind them, in my opinion. I think you just have to clear this initial hurdle tonight against Wright State, and then they'll settle into the weekend, and then I think likely we'll end up advancing on to the Super Regionals. So this is a Tennessee baseball team that loves to play the underdog role. Uh, I think, you know, having people talk about, you know, it's going to be tough, it's going to be tough, I think that's probably, you know, provided some motivation this week. So I think they'll be really focused uh, when they uh, hit the mound tonight at 6 o'clock. Austin, before we go rapid fire on a couple of recruiting notes to, to, to end this week's conversation, uh, is there any update whatsoever, even behind the scenes and people you've been talking with on this NCAA investigation? And uh, at this point, what are we waiting on? It's a good question. You know, I, everybody continues to say that this thing's basically all but wrapped up, but yet it continues to seem to drag on. So... I don't know the answer to that. I wish I did. I think everybody wishes they did. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I know Tennessee's still hopeful that they can, you know, get this thing done and, and wrapped up and, and, and self-impose and, you know, all that stuff uh, before the end of the summer. Uh, prospect Kenzie Paul. I, I bring him up from Macaulay. Um, I had a chance to call one of his games. I think it was Brentwood Academy and Macaulay. Uh, recently. Uh, corner, at least I think so, at the next level. I know that uh, the previous staff had at least offered him. I went and looked at my notes of that game, and I, I know you like WWE references. I had on there from just talking with a couple of people that Tennessee had, quote, no chance in hell to, to mention Vince McMahon uh, in there with Kenzie Paul. I get a sense, though, that he likes this staff better. 
Is that the sense you've been able to gather? Yeah, but I mean, I still think Tennessee's, you know, not much of a factor there as of now. Now, can that change? Sure it can. You know, he was on campus earlier this week. He did not camp. He just stood over there with a backpack on and, uh, you know, talked to some of the, the, you know, the Tennessee staff members. And, you know, so, I mean, again, they're probably more of a factor than they were, but how much are they a factor? To me, I, I don't think they're that much more of a factor than they were just a little bit better. So, Austin, it's now official. There can be intra-conference transfers in the SEC. Um, I know that uh, pays off immediately for one incoming player to Tennessee's roster, and it pays off immediately for, for Henry Toto going to Alabama as well. Do you see this as any long-term shakeup in the conference of, of how things are done, or is this just more of the same status quo and how it's changing all across college football? Well, I think it's going to be status quo across college football. I don't think that this is going to drastically affect the conference. Um, now, I think it's smart by the conference because ultimately, if you did not do this, then you know, like kids from the South are going to probably likely stay in the South. So what it's going to do inevitably is if a kid's not happy at Georgia and he can't go in this league, what's he going to do? He's going to go to Clemson, going to go to Florida State, going to go to Miami, going to go to Georgia Tech or wherever, North Carolina. Um, you know, Texas, and I think it benefits other conferences. So to make sure that it doesn't make other conferences stronger, I think this had to happen. Um, and so when I look at this, I think this is just going to kind of be how it is. You're going to see programs like Kansas or whoever, um, every year their best players are going to end up getting plucked away. I think it's going to make it hard for teams to pull themselves out of the basement. Um, and then two, I think when kids are coming out of high school, you're going to see kids go, you know, I'm going to take my shot at Alabama. I can go there. And if it don't work out, then I'll come back to <laughs> Mississippi State or Ole Miss or Tennessee or, or wherever. I, I, I think that ultimately just the how things work in recruiting are ultimately going to change. There's going to be a trickle-down effect because of the transfer in college. It's going to affect how kids are recruited and how they choose uh, schools coming out of high school. What do you think? Heupel, how would Heupel judge success this weekend with the night at Neyland and recruits and prospects and the camp? And How do we judge success? What would he say privately, would you guess? And um, what's the sales pitch? Because as a new coach coming into this program, you can't sell results. So what's he pitching? I don't think he's, you know, I, well, he, he is pitching the hope and the dream, which is what mm-hmm. every coach has pitched here for the last 12 years. But more than anything... Uh, opportunity, um, you know, the new style of offense, especially if you're like a, a wide receiver, like an Isaiah Horton, a Cam Miller, uh, those type of things. I mean, I know for a fact, you know, Cam Miller was, you know, very much uh, uh, impressed with the fact how much Tennessee threw the football uh, in, during the orange and white game. And I know that that's kind of a ready-made event. You, but, I mean, that's how Tennessee's going to be in the fall. They will throw it all over the lot. Some games they may have more success than others. They're still going to throw it, and they're going to throw it, and then they're going to sprinkle in the run around it. So, um, you know, I, I think that, you know, showing the excitement on offense is the biggest thing to pitch. How do you judge it? How do you judge it as a success? I don't think Tennessee's getting any commitments coming out of tonight, okay? How I judge it as a, as a success would be, you know, what do the kids say coming out of this and how real are some of the comments? Some kids say comments and they're not real. Like, they just say it because. How, are, how real are the comments coming out of this event? Um, and, and just, you know, I don't think it's truly something you can judge for, you know, a month or two at best. 
So, Austin, I, I, I'm interested in your take on this because you're plugged into the entire fan base and talk to a lot of people and not just fans of Tennessee. Outsiders' view is you get a chance to go on national TV on Thursday night and play a bad team. You do that as opposed to Saturday. But the inside bubble view of it is very different. And there are a lot of complaints from a lot of people, local businesses included, when you take away a weekend and you take away a Saturday's worth of business and expenses for a home game to move it to Thursday night. I'm sure that you've heard a lot of these complaints. How loud have those complaints been this go-around with Tennessee moving their first game from Saturday to Thursday? I don't think they've been that bad, Chad. I mean, I really don't. I mean, I think you know, I put a poll out, not that that's some scientific deal, when they had like 3,000 votes and it was 85% positive and 15% negative. And I think that's about normal. I mean, you're going no matter what you do, you know, I mean, I could walk out here and say, that sky is blue. And there's going to be 10% of the people that say, no, it's not, just because. So, like, I, I think ultimately, you know, it's been pretty positive. And I think, you know, there have been some people that are like, oh, this is terrible. I was going to come. Now I can't get off work. If you can't get off from your job by letting your boss know three or four months in advance, then you, I, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, I guess I just live in a different world. Like, I mean, I, I have more flexibility in my job than the rest. But if you have three or four months to prepare for something and can't figure out a way to get off, like that just seems bizarre to me. I don't. Maybe I'm in the wrong. Maybe I'm crazy. You know, I, it just seems odd to me. It's not like you found out two weeks before. You're finding out three or four months before. Um, you know, Tennessee plays this game against Bowling Green coming up on September second. So, um, you know, I, I think that ultimately. It's not going to affect the crowd, you know. I, I I expect I never expected 102, 455. I expected between 85 and 90. Um, yeah, I still expect the same amount, uh, you know. And I think the fan base on the whole was, is going to take a wait and see approach, just because they've been down this rabbit hole so many times over the last 12 to 15 years. They're just going slow this time. Hey, I want to see how it goes. We'll see how they do against Bowling Green. Then they beat Pittsburgh. You know, then then maybe Tennessee starts to get more traction. So, you know, I I don't think the move to Thursday night um, is, is something that people are that many people are gnashing the teeth about. I think it's the vocal minority, um, and, and ultimately, you know, I think it's the smart move because let's face it, Thursday night at eight o'clock sure beats Saturday at noon, which is the following week, and Saturday at noon, which is the following week after that. So, I, if I was Tennessee, I'd rather play on Thursday night at eight o'clock at night being the only game in town, especially early in the year. Everybody wants football at that point, Chad. I mean, people would watch Northeast Tahiti Tech play West East Tahiti Tech in, in flag football if it was on. People just want football. And, and so the, people are going to watch that game just because. How are, how are the Tahiti Techs uh, ranked this year? Unbelievable. We've got number two recruiting class in the country. Just signed <laughs> a uh, four and a half star. Yeah, I would, I would definitely go on a recruiting visit to Tahiti, so that, that definitely helps, helps their chances. Hey, we are six days away from the 360 Masters where the VolQuest group, um, Team 995, you guys will be teeing off from Bay 9, um, sometimes known as Carolina Cherry, one night only known as Weeping Cherry per Austin Price's request. <laughs> His demands. And you will be in Bay 9 next thursday and does that mean we can program this show however you see fit austin does that mean you're coming on the show thursday or friday next week 
Uh, well, we're not going to leave till in the afternoon, so we could come on Thursday next week, or we could come on and review, and then you could have the highlights to play yeah. over top of Hubs hitting that banana slice. For Is that possible, guys? I, I, think that, I think that makes a lot more sense if we can work in some B-roll. Okay, well, so Friday it I, is then. Yeah. They're I, raising I, the I, nets. I, I, <laughs> hey, listen, I, we're just excited, man. I, yeah. We're excited to come down and partake and have a good time with you guys. Is, is Sleepy Joe going to be there or whatever? whatever <laughs> Sleepy Danny, uh, I think he'll be waking up from his afternoon nap right about that time, but he probably will have other plans. I would veto. Uh, I mean, we vote democratically, but I would veto an invitation. My, 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 my vote is no. Paul's Actually, much more legitimately angry with Sleepy Dan than yeah, I am. Yeah. I think he deserves legitimate anger. I'm disappointed. I'm angry that they're not angry. I, I am not angry. I think it takes a lot of skill to be able to sleep on the job and keep your job for as long as he yeah. has. I'm it's, angry with the people who are letting him keep his job. Well, that tells me he does decent work whenever he's awake. Shows that his talent is high. Talent level is high yeah. if your sleep is also high. Because <laughs> the, the, the ability to fire them you know, would be way up here. But the sliding scale of it is amazing with Sleepy Dan with his talent. Yes. I think I've just figured out why it takes them so long to get me the, the video link. Is it Sleepy Danny's job to get it to me? Cause he's <laughs> yeah, asleep. blame him. Yeah. yeah. Blame All him. blame goes to sleep. Also, I'm, I'm all for attractions of what will be a draw. Um, I, I'm, I, it's not above me or beneath me to you just to pull a uh, pull a couch out and just have Dan sleep in the corner of 360 Masters. Oh, I'll come and keep him awake um, the whole time. No, 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 no. Hutton's on to something here. We let him sleep, and then we have a photo booth where you can go take yeah. a photo doing whatever you want. Hello, Dan. Too sleepy, Danny. How are you doing tonight, buddy? You come to golf? <laughs> That'll be the whole tournament. Sorry for your ears, Austin. Hutton, are you going to are you going to bring your own golf bag, or are you just going to use the clubs they provide? What do you think? Uh, I'm, uh, we know what Austin's going to do. I, I've never I've never played top golf, so Austin's bringing a caddy. I, 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 I actually may bring. <laughs> what if I got some guy with a beard and rolling there looking like Adam Sandler? <laughs> hey, by the way, this is true. La- Lady A is here recording right down the hall, and they, they're they pissed now that Paul got the megaphone out right down the hallway. While Take two. In the middle of their uh, their new album that they're cutting We're, we're here about to hear from both Lady and A. I wouldn't know either. I wouldn't <laughs> hey, recognize we'll, either of them. Will, 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 Charles, will Charles be my caddy next week? Find out. He's got a beard. He could play the guy, the caddy from Adam Sandler, Happy Gilmore. Find out with Charles from Lady A if that's doable. Okay. We'll get my crack and cracking on that. Hey, thank you as always, Austin. We appreciate you. Tell Brent we said hello, uh, but he was not missed. You crushed it. Yeah, very good. Good job. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Y'all have a great right. day, and we'll talk to you next week. Okay? Yeah, ball, there, ballquest.com. A great weekend, Austin. Uh, money Dude, well thanks, spent thanks on a account. monthly thanks basis. The account, yeah, the free account, the comp account. Really appreciate it. Uh, Media account. You are uh, grandfathered in now, Chad. Yeah. yeah you get to, they've yet to kick me off. They've yet to kick me off, which is good. Coming up, Titans and Preds had media availability at the same time. and Not, not quite, but there's something to this that we need to delve into. Well, uh, it, one was well attended, the other one was not. Uh, we'll give you the details next on Outkick 360. been a fast-paced week that happens when you have a four-day week uh, with uh, Memorial Day this past Monday hope the week went by fast for you guys as well we certainly appreciate all the support uh, and sharing of the show if you're watching on Twitter we hope you'll retweet 
on Facebook. Share the post with us, uh, Alkick360. You can subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. We're getting close to that 1,000 mark, I believe, for subscribers. Awesome. After just launching the new channel off of the Outkick channel. So hopefully, uh, if you're watching there, you'll hit subscribe. You'll hit the alert button so you know we go live every single day, noon Eastern, 11 a.m. Central. And of course, special content posted outside of our live show, the Outkick 360 channel. Um, how many people were on the, the Zoom channel yesterday for Mike Vrabel versus whatever the Preds were up to? Well, so the Preds had their availability earlier. Season wrap is obviously mm, a, a much bigger deal than, a, than an OTA. So that was going on during the Titans' practice. So Titans' practice didn't have the attendance it usually would have. I felt like the Zooms also didn't. Now, I was doing the Zooms on the phone as opposed to my computer, so I didn't see the attendance, but I thought the conversations were shorter. I was in for Jayon Brown and for Kevin Byard. Then I had internet problems as I had to go to a doctor's appointment with Teresa dealing with her, her back stuff. But I re-listened to Vrabel and to Tannehill. Vrabel was real short, and Tannehill was right at 10 minutes, but it didn't feel like there was a lot of meat to it. My sense was, while some of the people did Preds and Titans, there were also some that were like, I've got my Preds stuff for today. That's the story of the day in mm -hmm. Nashville, and I don't need to go to Vrabel. Or I don't need to ask a question of Vrabel. Vrabel was excited at the end of his. He was like, hey, that's great. Let's do it like this every time because it was short. Um, I don't that's know, that's, that's a great, the NFL mentality on all media right now. Yeah. I don't know if that's a great sign for the, for, for the Titans. It's just a one-day thing. I know. But if yeah. in a media market that's only got access to the coach rarely, and it's once a week right now, for the coach to be excited that it's short and for there not to be a line of questions – in uh, a great thing for the team in terms of the interest of the town in the team right now, wouldn't you agree? Well, it's a great sign for the Preds that people care about the the new. And look, they're, they, they, they are were the news of the day. They are about to get extremely busy because they have that expansion draft. They have free agency around the corner. They have a restricted free agent in net right now with UC Soros. They have to figure out what Pecorini wants to do. They have unrestricted free agency coming up. Who are they going to protect? Who are they not going to protect from the Seattle Kraken uh, and the expansion draft? It, it, a lot. And it, it, over the next six weeks or so, that's all to be determined by David Poyle. So he actually had something to say. Vrabel never has anything to say. Yeah, yeah that's and on the other me, side of this, I'll say it's a bore. He has nothing to say. There aren't people in line there waiting to try to get him to say something. And the league is is leaking out that the locker rooms aren't reopening. I, I'd be careful what you wish for yes. as the NFL right now. We're not going to sit and wait and listen to guys be disinteresting on Zoom. Well, and not even tell you who's who's calling plays. I mean, much. Uh, I know Bayer gave you a great answer about playing left or right safety yesterday. The uh, question I prefer not to ask that's in front of everybody, right? Now everybody knows the answer to the but, left and right. Sure. Does anybody else see that he played left and right? No. I'd like to ask but, him but that Vrabel myself. Wasn't even, Vrabel wasn't even asked about Shane Bowen yesterday with the comments. Yeah, well, to me, I wouldn't ask him about Shane Bowen, A, because I know it's fruitless, B, because I already wrote my Shane Bowen But story. A, because you know it's fruitless. Because yeah, that's To me, this is not a football versus hockey no. status in the city. It's clearly football, one. 
yeah. than the Preds somewhere down the list. And this is an OTA versus this is, a season This is up. a David Poyle being honest and saying things. It's why we try to book David Poyle on this show, and we're unsuccessful for whatever reason that we'll talk about at some point. But that's why people go watch David Poyle, because the guy is A, very smart, B, very accomplished, and C, will actually say something. Mm-hmm. And there's not many people, there's some smart people with the Titans. Mike Vrabel's one of them. They don't say anything. I, I mean, I was listening to Ryan Tannehill for about five seconds yesterday. And I said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to turn it over to 102.5 The Game, who is carrying the Preds press conference live because David Poyle is actually interesting because he's giving you answers and he's thinking through answers. And I don't get the sense that anyone with the Titans does that. That probably wasn't live. It's probably replayed because they weren't. Con- concurrent. Um, oh, well, whatever. But, uh, yeah, just just to clarify. <laughs> I'm saying I listen to 30 minutes of one and five right. seconds of the other, but whatever time. One is packed with news because of the time of year. Yeah, and I will say, yesterday there should have been a good Titan story. There should have been a Danico Autry, Janoris Jenkins, Josh Reynolds story. There was only a Josh Reynolds story, though he wasn't one of the guys made available, and he did very little. Something's up with him. We can't know what that is, of course. And I think Autry and Jenkins making a huge mistake not being there. They're talking about how we've got a lot of work to do to get all of our stuff in line, to get to know each other, yada, yada. Meantime, guys who just collected big bonuses on new contracts don't see fit to be there. Yeah, it's voluntary. Well, you're, you're, hand, you're, you're carrying the water for, for them right now by, by, by the, for the team, I'm saying, by mentioning that they're not there because they won't do that in their own presser because oh, it's voluntary. I, I know. Well, I, I'm fine with that. Those guys should be there. They, yeah, they don't be have there. to be there. Jayon Brown says he hasn't met them yet. What's best for the team is what this team preaches. They signed Danico Autry and Janoris Jenkins because they think they're guys who buy into doing what's best for the team. And right now they have no interest in what's best for the team because what's best for the team is the team working together for 10 whole days. Well, here's going back to saying something and not saying something, okay? And I just saw this tweet from John Glennon from Broadway Sports Media. The quote from David Poyle yesterday, we're not going anywhere without our top players being our top players. That's a great, succinct quote and says a lot about where the Preds are and the disappointment with the top line guys on that team. Are you ever going to hear anything like that from Mike Vrabel? Well, their top players are actually producing. That's the difference with the Titans. I, I'm not saying the exact same thing. I'm saying coming out and saying, you know, we got a disappointment right now with this on this team and we need to adjust this and change this or is it going to be the same standard answer to everything about the way they do business i just i I don't know why i went there i'm thinking what's the best quote i heard lately the best quote i heard lately wasn't from somebody with the titans it was from somebody that just left the titans arthur smith who said Hmm. if you don't want to deal with problems don't get into leadership yeah the best quote i heard lately is from shane bowen who said he has the final say over the titans defense And it has been pulling teeth to get Which that. Which may or that may not the, be true. Well, it doesn't. Now it doesn't matter. The bullseye is on him. If the defense right. sucks, the he's getting fired. Is what that means. Well, I. I he's getting fired. He it, should be getting. He fired. He is saying it stops with sucks. him. Yeah, he should be getting fired. But we know how coaching loyalty works in the NFL. Well, that he was protected in a great way last year. Oh, yeah. If he in fact called plays, um, and if he's still doing exactly what he did last year. He didn't answer the question the same way. That I know. Well, that's, yeah, I agree with you there. So it, it, I, I appreciate the ownership that he took no, I do uh, too. with it. And it, it was deserving of a question um, to, to the, the head coach who, you know, 
wants to say. Well, he would have gone back and said, here's this our is why you don't ask because he, he would have said, yeah, you know here's what a defensive coordinator, coordinator does, Jonathan? He coordinates. And that's why, locally, uh, between the two, there was one presser that was interesting and another one that, you know, put you to sleep. I'll say in terms of, of my role and in terms of, I think, the obligation of the Titans press, can't stop asking because he doesn't get anything. That, I know. Then he wins, kind of, right? Because no, that's what he'd like. He'd like for nobody to show up in that room, for him to come in, to answer two questions from Jim White, <laughs> and to leave. Well, that's what happened yesterday, right? That's that what sparked this. What I wasn't there, I would have asked to, you know, my. That's, yeah, then that's what sparked this was the attendance of it, um, and and that, again. Um, and it's just I, a blip. I, the, the news, the news of the day, was the Nashville Predators. Yeah, and if you're and doing a, if you're doing a minute and a half newscast on Nashville TV, it and was it, Predators yesterday. And it, it, this is kind of obvious. Maybe B roll of Josh Reynolds. As uh, as media, if you go out to practice, you can't report on ninety percent of what you see anyway. And you're only given access to three players, plus the head coach, and that's it. So, I mean, just record, roll on it, and go to the other presser where you can actually yeah, right. If you're a TV person, someone the Titan snippet to me isn't anything that came out of anything. It's probably B-roll of Josh Reynolds, and you say, hey, one of the three biggest new Titans was out there. Fun show today. Uh, do we have just a brief uh, thirty seconds to put the parlay up as we go to the weekend? It is time to we control it's the time to win. Here, it's time to win this weekend. Here's the parlay. and We start tonight with the Dallas Mavericks, who are going to advance over the L.A. Clippers tonight. Luka. Luka. Let's go, Luka. $5 wager. FanDuel.com slash OK360 wins you twenty eight oh five. The daily parlay from OutKick360 My and FanDuel.com. Have nets. a great weekend. We are back on Monday at noon Eastern Give right a round here applause, across everyone. the OutKick you network. Made it. You made it through the week. During Congrats. this great weekend, please do not block the box and lock the locks. Hey, it's Jonathan Hutton. Thanks for listening to OutKick360. Be sure to subscribe to the show to have the latest podcast delivered to you each and every day. And give us five stars. It helps us grow our network and provide you with more great podcasts like this one.